Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real ghost chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Once in a while, Mary Ann will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, the supernatural. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode. Welcome to Real Ghost Chatter. I'm Marianne Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, a charter member of a group of authors, author mastermind, and of course your host on Real Ghost Chatter. Today's guest is Richard Knight, whose former pen name was J.L.R. Ryder. Richard is an American Christian thriller author. He combines the two elements to create realistic thrillers with deep meaning. One of Richard's quotes still remains true, he says, I stand on the high places, shouting a warning to wake the people, just like wisdom calling for those to dine at her table. Under J.L.R. Ryder, Richard wrote Crazy, the Inimical, To Pray, and To Pray to The Return of Lilith. His growing fan base overseas calls him the next Black Stephen King of Christian thriller writers. You can find Richard on Facebook, his author page, I am writer 77 or just put in Richard Knight and that will come up in your search. Welcome to the show, Richard. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited that you could have the time and find the time because you are a busy guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, un- I do understand that you not only write Christian supernatural thrillers, which is my genre. So I feel like we're kind of like brother and sister. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but you've also experienced some of the supernatural personally. And that's what we're going to talk about today, as well as your books, because I would like to hear your supernatural experiences. And if we have time, I'd really enjoy hearing from you how you write your books and how you come up with your ideas. People always ask me that question. I get to ask you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Let's get, get drilled here. <laughs> That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. <laughs> Getting people to know you because I have gotten to know you and have gotten to love you over time because I know you as both an amazing writer and a very prolific writer and also as a Christian and a friend. And so I'm really blessed that you would come on the show today. Oh, oh got me blushing here. <laughs> Isn't it good that we aren't on video? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so tell me about your experiences. Well, my experience, it first started when I was uh, hired to work a a private job out in the outskirts of Crosby in an area named Newport. And, you know, I was very skeptical. Like, it's funny because, you know, in the black community, we don't think about stuff like that. Like, ah, there's no such thing as ghosts. They lying. Show me a black ghost and stuff like that. <laughs> but, you know, that doesn't never happen. So, you know, I'm going to this this spot. I'm getting a location. And, you know, it just, as soon as I got there, it always felt like a thousand eyes was looking at me. Like, as soon as I pulled up the driveway and get out and it gets quiet, like, you don't hear no birds chirping no more. Hmm. It's just the winds moving and, they, and they're surrounded by a lot of woods and, and golf course. But at night, it's so dark. 
you can't see the course. All you see is the trees dancing. And you just, you never know if an animal's going to come out. <laughs> or oh, man. I'm like, yeah, it, it's, it's spooky. So my first time when I went there, you know, I had to learn the difference between some, my client having uh, an episode versus it actually being a real experience. And, oh, seriously? Uh, yeah, because, you know, sometimes you have to d- distinguish the two. Like rather, because you know, a lot of people would be like, "Oh, you know, you're that that didn't happen because your client is going through an episode." It's like, no, 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 no. I was in there. I felt the the chill of the room. Uh, my first experience, like I said, was one day I I, I was uh, looking at medications and I was writing things down, and I and I kind of like dozed off for a brief moment to rest my eyes. And as soon as I looked up, I I thought it was my client that that was walking with the walker. But the only crazy part about it was I only saw just half the body, the lower body, and then like a then someone walking with a walker and, and just kind of mumu nightgownish. It was like a light bluish nightgown thing, but it was just like I spooked the person and they turned back around and went into the dark hall. And I rubbed it off and I, I was like, that's just a figment of my my imagination. And then I then it happened to me like two times that same night. So now that's when I was like, oh wow. The, oh, the, the black thing about black people not seeing like that, that went out the window. <laughs> <laughs> the, the hairs on my neck stood up all night. I, I, was just, I was on pins and needles. Yeah. And what amazes me is you went back. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I went back because I, I felt that I had the opportunity to protect her as, as well as her husband, because I knew that this was not normal. Mm-hmm. And being a man of faith, I, I had an, an opportunity to like use my sword man so there's been battles there'll be stuff that happened where i'll be in the kitchen or I'm, I'm over walking the property to make sure everything is safe and i can feel something and you know sometimes you got to automatically have the word quoted on you mm-hmm. because because in that area people say you know they're they're known to get hit or slapped or or uh just crazy stuff happening people's garage doors opening out of nowhere tvs cutting on um black ants dead Ooh. birds black snakes you know like you get these weird things that that will that will happen like especially the unexplained insects that some 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 areas get infested with black ants and it's just crazy to see that mm, that sounds really awful actually like how are they infested the house itself or outside is normally it's the houses like when i start researching and seeing like hearing witnesses uh that was living in that newport area they will have those those things that will happen where it'd be like they'll find ants in their dishwasher or icebox. And then, Ooh. you know, you, you look again, it's not there. No. Okay. Go back up on that. So you're telling me they see them and then they're not? Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you will see it, the festation of them crawling around. And then as soon as you look away, it's like, oh, man, they're not there. But then there's times where you get these insects that, that are there, but they're they're super aggressive. Like it's like they're meant to hurt you. And it's and it's so weird because like they'll have these, I, I don't even know what kind of bugs they are, but it just be the weirdest thing where, like sometimes I I pull up to go when I like this the next day to see my my client I get up and then I have to bring raid because <laughs> like <laughs> like out of nowhere these these bugs are smacking me in the face and these bugs are like fit fit the palm of my hand. Really? So I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, oh wow, you're really trying to scare me away from my client. Like this, this is how I knew that it was real. I was like, whoa, this is weird. Now, now I got these 
insects trying to scare me off. So I'm I'm over here popping the raid at night. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm black. I got raid, man. Like I, I take care of business. But um, the, the 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 crazy parts though about it is sometimes like I would hear my clients, she would start having these conversations. And the things that really make your hair stand is that she'd be like, oh, who's that man that came in behind you? Or who's that guy that's standing behind you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. She, he's a real tall man. He's nice. He he tells me to to uh, meet him in the in the closet. Stuff like that. I'm like, oh, oh. wow. So, wow. you know, I, a lot of times I caught her going in there. And oh. that, that part is kind of freaky when you see someone going into a dark closet and shutting themselves in there and it's like what are you doing and she's having these conversations so that's not normal so i remember i just started pleading pleading the blood of christ man and and that pissed him off because she was like oh he's mad and it, it's just one of those moments where it's like oh man this house is falling apart spiritually like i don't know what's going on no kidding these are malevolent spirits it's, and yeah it, yeah exactly, these sound exactly. demonic it, it it very much does and when when i looked at it the history of that area Crosby and Newport used to be a black cemetery area called Black Hope and mm-hmm. the you know rich property buyers they covered it up with a golf course so they started building nice luxury houses out there so when people wanted to get pools built in they started finding coffins in their backyard oh they and didn't move the bodies they literally left them built over oh, oh that is horrifying they're scattered out there so a lot of people don't even know where all of them are really to be honest and oh my some some witnesses in the beginning will see like uh old like a black old black man wearing some old school clothes and he's like you know a polite you know he's nice or polite and then they look again and he's not there and it's like there's no way he can run that fast down the street because it's like a straight shot mm. so you know people will say they've seen stuff like that and it that I had no idea that it used to be like uh, a black slave area and then oh. you know of course the Native Americans had their their battles and their history on the land. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly why the uh that movie uh Portergeist was 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 made because of a one house that lived out there. Really? You know, uh, I loved Poltergeist by the way. I did not realize it was based on something rather true. I though. didn't I didn't either. I didn't either. When I saw that it was, it was talking about the house in Crosby and then you see the interview about the home and how the family was there and a lot of them they went crazy. That's what it's the scary part about it, I guess, is that people lose their minds when they stay there. Really? So it kind of made me think, like, is that what's going on with my client? Like, I don't know. It's like, maybe that could be it. But it's just one of those mysteries where you, you have no answer for it. But at the same time, there's things that happen, like like knocks on the on the wall. Some, sometimes you, you think it's the old house, you know, creaking around. Mm-hmm. And then there's this, this definite, like, oh, someone's shaking the, uh, rattling the doorknob. And then, you know, I go out there at, at night to check. And that's sometimes that's the worst time because I'm I'm like this protector naturally. So I always walk around the property to make sure that ain't no intruders and stuff like that. It'd be wow. like two, three in the morning and pitch black. I, I mind you, because it's country. <laughs> I don't know. Anyone knows about country. Like yeah. there's, no, there's no bright light enough to help. <laughs> Like, no, <laughs> you're just hoping you don't run and in, run into a wild hog or a coyote or <laughs> anything like that. But but the, what makes it scary is that you hear these things or you can hear like the leaves and the snapping of, of the tri- the twigs on the ground and stuff like that. And it's like you're the only one out there. Wow. 
Yeah, so I experienced, I had, I experienced a lot of that. So you do this, do you experience it nightly or is it sometimes? It's like sometimes, it's every other night sometimes. It's like there, there'd be a night where it'd be a good night and then there's, and then you can tell when something's up because my client starts feeling aggravated and, and, and scared. She starts telling me like, please don't leave me. Something's, something's here. Or she'll be like, did you see her or did you see that little baby? That young kid or that young little girl, she just ran up the stairs and it's like, oh man, here we go. Oh God. You know, and I, every time I hear little kid, I think, boy, demons love to live. They start off a little, yes, that's exactly what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And I, I hear that and I get shivers because I don't believe there's any little kid ghosts. I just don't. Maybe there are, but I don't think so. It's just, it's just that thing that makes you think where it says like the demons and, and Satan, they, they can disguise themselves as, as something gentle. Oh yeah. It's the, it, they can come as an angel of light. Yeah. Angel of light. And, and people mm-hmm. get manipulated by that. And, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, once they open themselves up to it, that's when they can experience those attacks. Which I find scary and interesting because people invite this in and don't even they're inviting something they think is nice in and they get attacked or get possessed right and right i believe this is why we have constantly testing the spirits as it says in the bible you do. because if we don't you know we can easily be fooled i get really kind of nervous about that i I didn't know how old a house does this woman or does this person live in? Oh man, the that house old. is pretty. It's pretty <laughs> old. I, I want to maybe maybe twenty, close to twenty, maybe twenty years. But it's, in, it's, it's in great condition, but it's it's. I would say it's about like like about twenty years old. Maybe. That's not real old for a house to be haunted like that. You know yeah, what I mean? But I, I guess it's the ground. Uh huh. The grounds out there, but but I don't know. Maybe the house is older than twenty, but. It's like it's the, the community just looks in pretty decent shape, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of people do the work and, you know, reduce the remodeling sheet rocks and, and they paint and refreshing everything up. though. But wow, um, I would say, yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty old. But the places that were there beforehand, I guess, is what you really think about when you go into the archives and look into the history of it. Oh, did you do that? When I did, I, I like for one, like the, it was it was a, a community for black slaves they were like living out there and then when they would die you know like their own black families members and stuff would bury them and that's when they you know named it black hope cemetery mm-hmm. and uh and from that area i would say that's that's the main thing that i found out mainly about it was that a lot of the slaves were were, were living there and they you know they lived their lives there and they died there so were these when they were slaves or when they've been freed Oh, I would, I want to say free. It sounds like it because otherwise when they were able to live on their own and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it was one of the first communities probably where the blacks actually got to live the way they wanted to. Yeah. I I would say that. Yeah. Cause normally, you know, people say like they're used to the area, not well, Newport was known to really have a lot of black people live there, but like in, in the past, you know, they were there mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of them, you know, they, they got pushed down in the lower ends of Crosby. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's very interesting. But, you know, what's odd is you, I, I haven't seen like a black ghost or nothing like that. It, <laughs> it'll, just, it'll just be these weird elder images sometimes like like that lady. Like it just seems like there's a lady that's at that particular house. 
Huh. There'll be one time I would feel like, you know, when you feel someone looking at you behind you. Oh, yeah. Then I turn and it's like for a brief moment, maybe a second and a half, it'll be like a woman. And it's like she's jetting, like disappearing, going into another side of the house. And it's like, damn, like somebody's spying on me. (laughs) This is one of those things, you know, like you take a pause and and I can't believe it's happening because it's like I never experienced that. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do. When, when stuff like that happens so i was like you just gotta stay i gotta stay prayed up because it's not normal no it's not normal not what, not what you're telling me i yes i would say prayed up is the way to be i tend to believe that prayer is the most powerful thing and when you were talking about the sword i believe you're probably yeah. talking about the armor of god right yeah you got you definitely got to do that that ephesians chapter mm-hmm. you gotta have the armor because if you don't man it can make I, I know it can get to you and i think that's why I have the uh, the upper hand to help where I'm when I'm there because she always says she feels she feels protected and safe and then uh-huh. yeah so when things like that happen I, I I'm quick to to go in there and and surround her as much as I can especially when she says she sees things but then when she gets into these trances where they make her it's like they make like she wants to go in the dark mm-hmm. she'll get up and like like she'll wander into a dark area and have conversations and I'm like uh uh-uh, that's not you know, when you hear about those women and, and men that go into these dark areas and having these conversations, that's not normal. Man. That's not only, yeah, that's not normal. And mm-hmm. it surely sounds dangerous. And yeah, I believe so. Yes. For her. And I'm so glad you're, I really am glad you're there. Do they not come during the day, but you don't go there during the day. So how would you know? Right. Yeah. I, I, pretty much the nights, but the other workers that I know that show up at night, I don't know. I haven't really asked much of them about stuff like that, but they'll say like she'll just do stuff that's not that's not normal, like like her anger for one. And I never had to worry about experiencing that. So I think that's based on who has the faith and who's who's carrying it versus I never really had to deal with with her violently like that at all. But whatever happens there, I just know that it's not right. And then, you know, um, them like people that that go to the house, they usually will complain about having a bad sleep and or they can't sleep or they wake up with their back sore. You know, it's just it's stuff like that. And, and it's like, yeah, something something's there because um, well, when I see going home with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. And then when I'm at the place, when I'm at their house, you know, usually when I see the entity is always going to her, her husband's room. So like that, that's one thing that I, that I noticed that it, it usually darts over there because that's the darkest area when it's at night. Ah, does her husband sick too? No, 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 no. He, he's not. He, he's usually has to deal with her a lot during the day. So uh-huh. he needs all the rest he can get. No kidding. Yeah. You know, I, I told you my, my parent had that and had dementia and literally it is very, very hard to deal with on a long-term basis. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot out of you, and it's it's one of the most. I really feel in my heart that it's it's one of the most ungodly diseases I can say that can attack a human being. Because mm-hmm. for one, think about it: it's taking away the fabric of of your life of being with someone you love for years, and then you all of a sudden down the line you don't know if they they ever existed. Uh, right, opens you up like you're talking about it. Sound, you know, I remember my dad being in the hospital. And they had him in all these medicines after he had a stroke, mm-hmm. which is what caused him to start into dementia. And him having, I mean, I'm talking hallucinations and fighting things. And there were demons in that room with him. I'm telling you. And literally 
angels came. He was talking about, oh, there's this big angel. You know, you could tell it was an angel. And I thought, you know, back then you're going, yeah, whatever. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, no, I think that dementia opens something where you can see things sometimes. Yeah, there, there could be a mystery to that for sure. I believe people who have like schizophrenia, you know, the ones that talk to other people that aren't there. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'm wondering if they really aren't seeing the other side and talking to just like your person with dementia yeah. is talking, talking to an apparition of some kind. Yeah. I believe that, you know, it's a, it's a level of torment. It is. I agree. It's a level of torment. And that, and that's exactly how people now, when you hear them going through these things where they want to kill themselves, because that's what the person is telling them. It's never a good thing. Is it? It's always this horrible, go kill somebody else to kill. Yeah. Know. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, but, but, you know, a lot of people, they give it a blind eye. They just, the first thing they do is like, Oh, you know, the science, this mm-hmm. and doctors that, which we, <laughs> we are grateful for them, but uh-huh. people, people forget that the spiritual realm is real. Something, there's a gap or something that happened in between the families or what people did. And things happen to us when we're not protected. All the I way. agree. I agree. Oh, I was saying like the, uh, the part about the Crosby area in that community where I'm at, like people were known to get like odd sicknesses when they don't have it in their family tree. Like there, there was one house that was experiencing the haunting. And, and half of the family caught cancer out of nowhere. I have heard that happening with people's house when they're in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. That is awful. It's an unclean spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can smell it. It stinks. I've heard they do. I have not luckily had to experience that at this point. But I have heard they smell like decay and sulfur. Mm-hmm. I, I experienced that a couple of times at, at the place where I smelt that. And I was like, oh, no, you're not. oh, no, we're not. <laughs> you're so cute. Oh, no, you're Man. not. <laughs> uh-uh. I got that Lysol. I got that Lysol. I started praying. I was praying. I was like, nah, man, y'all not playing with me today. Like, like, my, I know my client ain't dead. So who who's dead body walking around in this house? Oh, yuck. Isn't that the truth? If anyone has ever smelled a decaying anything, it's, weird. Uh, it's, it's a weird. terrible smell. And, and but the crazy part about it is like it's, it it doesn't linger. It's like it goes away. Uh huh. Like you smell it, and it's like it'll carry for a moment, and then it'll it'll go away. But uh-huh. it'll go away when I start praying. That's oh, yeah. the crazy part because it's like oh oh now you don't want to stink up the place. Okay. <laughs> no. Now you're gone. Yeah, it's kind of the, like they're mad. Like oh you beat us this time, we'll be back. Yeah, the word of God is absolutely powerful to me. You know they run at the name of Jesus. And I've se- I actually dreamed that one night. I, all I saw were these shoes in my dream. I, I said, in the name of Jesus, be gone. I think it was in my sleep. I know it was in my sleep. And I'm watching these shoes just run across the room away from Interesting. me. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard that. This is the first time anyone's ever heard that that dream I had. And I thought, that's that showed me the power of God. You know, we may not see the invisible realm and what ha- is happening there. But yeah. when you're telling me they're gone that fast, yeah, because yeah. you're. You're praying and um, they don't like yeah. the word of God much. And, and you know, the funny part is like a lot of times when I, when I read the Bible, what I, or I, I try to attempt it at that place, like some, something will always happen to where it tries to keep me away from doing it. Uh huh. Like, like my client would be sound asleep. And right as soon as I get the Bible and open it, ah, 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 I was like, Oh, wow. Wow. Uh-huh. Like, okay. Okay. I see what you're doing. You're trying <laughs> to keep me away from reading that book. So oh yeah. 
that happens a lot where I go tend to her and there's nothing wrong with her. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm fine. And and then, you know, I was like, go right back. As soon as I get ready to touch the page, something else happens. And it's oh, like, that's wow, something's really trying to keep me from reading the word. So, mm-hmm. but I agree know, with that. Doesn't work. Cause it then did. I just use my tablet. I'm like, ha. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, I'm not going to touch the book. I'm just going to look at it through my tablet. <laughs> Uh, I understand doing that. I I have both the hard copy and uh, on my phone too. Yeah, because that you know I I do I try to do as much studying as I can because like I'm I'm trying to figure a lot of things out with the supernatural that's going on because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people keep saying they see people that they love and the the thing that strikes me is when that person was loving when they were alive mm-hmm. and then you say you see them again and they're mean like that doesn't make sense. It makes no why, sense. Why is a loving man or a loving woman going to scare you when you see them again? Right. And it's like that's when I know that that's that's oh man what what they call that spirit. It's really common too because it, it it pretty much is like a manipulator. It 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 follows your generation. It oh, I didn't know your, about this one. Go ahead. Yeah. This Tell me about that. Is, this spirit is known to follow your generation, so that's why it's able to mimic people that was in your family to make to make it seem like it's them at, at, at a lot of times and there and the reason why you know when you made that comment about test them uh-huh. that's the fruit of that because if you see that person then that that person's personality shouldn't have been wiped away nope. and and, it, and then while they're mad while they're angry if they if they were living on earth and they were pleasant they were sweet they never was like that or if you can barely see their face but you see their body or and their face kind of like is deformed that's uh-huh. not them Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think it is. They'd be like, oh, I saw my grandpa, but I was so scared. And it's like, you shouldn't be scared if your grandpa was a loving man. There's all kinds of theories about this. Mm-hmm. One of them is that these are these are just demons playing, you know, pretending to be right. other people. Another one is that these are lost souls. They're, they're between heaven and hell. And they're waiting for the final judgment. And I won't know the answer to that tell yeah it's it's really it's really that thing where it's like a lot of times we have our assumptions and and a lot of times there's there's just no absolute proof until you're actually there and that's the scary part yeah (laughs) but but other than that you know we do the best we can to analyze it and to make sure it makes sense but yeah but when i learned about stuff like that where i remember hearing people in my family saying they saw somebody that was related to us but they were scared and I was like, that don't make sense. Cause when I checked the history of that person, I was like, were they angry? Were they drunk? Were they, and they was like, no, they're a real quiet, loving, you know, blah, blah. And, and then when they come, it's like all of a sudden when they die, they're scary. It's like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't so, make sense at all. Yeah. Even when you're a kid, you would understand that, huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. Kids and, probably um, understand better than we do. <laughs> so I just, I've noticed kids, kids will see things much more readily than an adult true. will. Um, a lot of people I know, and not many of us write supernatural, Christian supernatural thrillers, but mm-hmm. many people I know who have written supernatural or paranormal books have had experiences. Right. And you've had experiences. Did yeah, you have I, your, I, I'm sorry, go ahead, please. Did you have your experiences before you wrote? Did you have any before or did you start writing before and then you got your experiences later? Well, when I, when I started writing, Writing the way I have, and I've been doing this probably about like almost five years, almost five. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say I really started writing like that was when my sister passed away. I, I think what really motivated me more about about writing this way was, you know, I, I kept hearing about families being attacked 
by demonic entities and and um then I started knowing people that were being attacked and I would volunteer to to, to try to help before I went into the uh theolo- theologian college mm-hmm. before I decided to do that call. That's when I knew that something was deep about it because soon as soon as I I went to seminary I I was opened up to the world of understanding it a lot more. And then when I start taking demonology, I was like blown away mm-hmm. by so many things that people do not know. And then the scary part is like when I was learning it, you know, you, when you learn something, and then when you actually see it, when you, when you see a person's behavior and you know exactly what that is, and you can't tell them because they don't, they wouldn't understand it. Right. So there's been a lot of things that I would see, and I'm like, oh wow, I actually read about that. Really. Yeah, it, it it just be these 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 certain levels, uh, especially with people being uh, demonically attacked in their houses and stuff like that. So, give an example, or do you have one? I, I would say, okay, for one example, if you go into a house that's not protected, like say you get into like a you buy a new home, whatever, it's not necessarily new because it wasn't built from scratch; it's, it's already been there. Uh huh. But say you you went there and. You have no idea of the history. You didn't look into it. And then later on, you find out that, that somebody that, that was living before you was a part of a cult group and they mm-hmm. did rituals there. So when you get into the house, which I don't know about, cause I, I would hear people say, you know, oh man, like all of a sudden I wanted to like beat my wife or my wife wanted to kill me. And it would just be this rage that would, that would take place and, and it would go away when they leave the house. So then that, that's one where it's like, well, the house is not protected, something over it. You hear about the level of affliction where people be thinking more about being possessed versus being oppressed, you know, mm-hmm. that's the difference, you know, like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like what's the difference between possession and oppression? It's like oppression is no different than someone being depressed and, and uh, tortured, mm-hmm. you know, like they're, they're, there's something in their prison, they're a prisoner to something and they can't get away from it versus mm-hmm. them being given their rights away. Because when you're possessed, you're given your rights. And yes. and you're in a position to where you are denouncing your faith. And then when you, and you know, the thing is, that's why it makes it so hard for people to get out of that situation because they have to, they have to say Jesus is their Lord and savior. And when you're, and when you're so deep into possession, that demon is going to keep you from saying that, mm-hmm. but you have the power to do it. But it's, a, it's that, it's that torture when you try and how much fight you have in you. So that's mm-hmm. why a lot of the priests say it takes them like, eight years or more to, to do certain cases. But when, and then, you know, you hear people like, well, can Christians get possessed? It's like, no, I don't believe Christians can, but they can be oppressed. I I agree with you on that. I do. As a Christian, if the Holy Spirit lives in you, it's a little hard to get possessed. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, I, that's what I noticed. That's what I started seeing. And then from, yeah, speaking on for myself, I can definitely use that for an example because I didn't walk with the Lord. Growing up, like I, I did it just for a fake to you know please my mom mm-hmm. as a kid. You know I did that, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I was, I was a tyrant. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really care about nothing about anybody really. Like made my family just shot slightly as as a kid growing up. But I, I was just, I was so dedicated to to, to causing harm and doing doing things, and and I was oppressed with violence, like. It, it would be something that can just come over me and then I'll black out and, and hurt somebody really bad. And then really, I, yeah, I wouldn't even remember. I'd be like, I, I don't, I don't know how I did that. Wow. I don't know why I did that. Wow. And then, you know, that's when you start really understanding. And I, when I started learning the word and when I start, when I changed my life and I, and I remember my old behavior, I'm like, wow, man, I was really under that. 
I was under that attack. So that's why I tell people like, I know what it feels like to be evil, to have a hatred in your heart. Mm-hmm. Like not liking somebody and hating somebody is a little deeper. Yep, like, it is. When you, when you have a hatred, I mean, like you have the taste of murder in your mouth and I can't explain to people how that feels. And I've been in that situation where I'm still glad that the Lord looked out for me because I, I could have been in jail for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you came to the Lord. Yo, me too. <laughs> me too. And that, and that was my sister's dying wish. Like she will, she will pray every day and I'll be out there in the streets acting a fool. She'll be praying for me to change. Oh. Um, and I, I, I'll just roll my eyes and ignore it. But that day she died. I, that's when, that's when things started changing. I started feeling the Lord was like pulling me to go and change my life. And, oh. and sure enough, sure enough, sure, as soon as I went in there, it's like I was touched with this hunger to, to learn. And I was like, wow, like, I'm doing exactly, and I just felt, I felt sad a little bit because, you know, my sister wasn't alive to see me change, but she, she pretty much knew me all my life as being this kid that was addicted to the streets, like going out there and acting a fool and getting in trouble, riding a police car like it's a taxi. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) You're so cute. I, your sister, I believe knows and her prayers or what oh, I have no doubt were listened to by God. Oh man. You know, I'm, parents I'm, I'm have sure. prayed for kids for years for them to come back to the Lord and the kid, and God listens and he answers prayer. And those Very kids true. finally came back, you know, that, and mom may not have lived to see it, but they came back. Absolutely. And, uh, that, that's, that's one of the amazing parts about it. Cause I would, I would have never believed if I would have went back in time to tell myself that. I would be doing stuff like this. I would just laugh and be like, yeah, right. I wasn't on the streets when I was a kid, but I was doing a lot of other things that weren't good either. And so literally I was out being a wild, <laughs> wild child. I was, you know, I, grew, right. up, I grew up in a time, it was the sixties, you know, everything was love and do whatever. And um, yeah, I feel really blessed that I'm still alive because <laughs> I did some <laughs> things that I shouldn't have done. And, yeah, and- I feel like I was, I was blessed because for some reason, God some saw something in me that he wanted me to be in Christ. It was a long haul for me. I don't know about you. <laughs> it took me a lot of years to get oh, there. Oh, yeah. It, it was a super, <laughs> it was a super long haul. I, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I, I, sometimes I would think like, man, I wish I was, I wish, you know, I wish I would have done right when I was, when I was younger. And oh yeah, uh, I wish I would have never uh, gotten situations where I'm facing cops and, and then, you know, doing doing wicked things and running with groups that that care nothing about the lord and mm-hmm. just knowing that demons are real even when i was uh when i had no knowledge of it just now when i look back i had all the traits that i was submerged deeply into it and and a, and a lot of the communities the lower income communities are in a lock they're 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 in a headlock the enemy is hovering over them in those bad communities mm. and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's very true mm-hmm. and it's very sad it's sad. Um, right now, what I'm, well, we won't go into what's going on in our world this day, the whole world. <laughs> so, right, yeah, right. It's like, yeah, here we are. Okay, oh, so go ahead. I'm sorry. I, you know what? I just remember the name. It was Familiar Spirits. There that you go. Familiars. Familiars. Okay. Familiars. That's the one that follows generations, right? Yeah. They're, they're the ones that, that see and know things because they followed your, your family's tree. Wow. And yeah, that's what I said too when I really started studying and seeing it. And then, and when the Bible kind of mentions things like that, when you run across certain scriptures about, you know, beware of familiar spirits and stuff, cause that's how they trick you. They manipulate you by 
by uh, showing loving people in your life. That's but they they can't provide the loving fruit because there's there's nothing there's nothing loving about them. You know, I wrote about that in Raven's Cove and didn't even know what the name was. <laughs> See, <laughs> no, it was go. Ingress. It was Ingress, the second book. Yeah, I remember, and I remember writing that. Yeah, and I had no idea that it was a familiar, but that's exactly what this was. Was that type mm-hmm. of a spirit? Yep. And and you know, the one that people say, like when you see a a twin or something like that, or you see something like, say like you have a sister and you thought you saw your sister, but she, but it wasn't. Uh Uh-huh. That's, that's a familiar spirit. And then they have the doppelganger, which is the one that looks like you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I believe that they're tied to that. Oh, I bet they are. That makes Mm -hmm. perfect sense. They'd be same type of spirit, right? Yeah. I believe it's a branch when it comes to that. Oh, oh, this has been just an exciting interview with you. Really, it is. I could go on and on, but I think we're going to have to wrap up now since we've been talking for a while. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. I'm going to ask you to quickly, if you can, tell okay. us how you come up with your ideas for your books. Usually when I come up with my ideas, to be honest, is sometimes like I'll, if, I, if I flip through the Bible and I see like some term or or a certain passage about violence that take place that I never really heard about mm-hmm. usually it, it will open up as a seed like if I hear something about uh like the spirit that took over a person where they where they slaughtered men and women and children ruthlessly so that demon there's nothing new under the sun so that same spirit still lives and dwells around us so I kind of get fed through the Bible and then I look at everyday events too. And then mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, a lot of times the things that I see around me and just naturally just being a storyteller, I always enjoyed telling stories. Even when I was a bad kid, like oh, I would, I would tell stories to, to scare uh, my nieces and stuff like that. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just naturally. But I, w- I would say a lot of it is, is, is much as people don't believe it, but it's, I've been finding a lot of uh, my info through the Bible. Oh, that is great. It is very good. I have, you know, a couple of quotes from the Bible I use when I was doing my books. One of them was the one we talked about earlier about that the devil can come as an angel of light. That was actually one of my quotes that helped me write Raven's Cove. There you go. Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up and say, oh, I have enjoyed this and I wish it hadn't gone so quickly, but this does conclude today's podcast. And Many, many thanks to you, Richard, for sharing this. And again, I'm going to tell you, you can find his books, and I really suggest you go look for his books. You can find them on Amazon. They're under JLR Writer, correct? Correct. Okay. Richard Knight is his, as I said, his new pen name, and his other books will be coming out under that. But right now you can find Crazy, The Inimical, To Pray, and To Pray 2 on Amazon. You can find them, I think, in Kindle and and in hardcover too. Correct or co- paperback? Oh, anyway. yeah, that's correct. Yeah, paperback, hardcover, uh, ebook. Okay, and you can find Richard again on Facebook if you search for Richard Knight, which is Richard N I G H T, or search I am Writer seventy seven. You will find his author page. I encourage you to join him. I want to thank you so much for being here, Richard. Always a pleasure. I, I've been wanting to do this, but I just always was trying to figure out what would be the right time and, and what better time for it to be today. So I'm, I'm thankful. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested. If you'd like to know more about me, go to M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-P-O-L-L dot com and or 
authormasterminds.com forward slash M-A-R-Y dash A-N-N dash P-O-L-L. Until next time, may the wind always be at your back, the sun on your face, and the good Lord walk beside you.